It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team. Just win. Every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. And won. Welcome in, Raider Nation, to the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. I'm your host, your boy Q. You know, always on Twitter, you can find me at your boy Q254. Always appreciate the love I get on Twitter, either follows or tweets, DMs, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do to get at me, get your attention, you know, get my attention and uh, talk a little bit of Raiders with me all times of day. It doesn't matter, man. Night, early morning, middle of the day, it doesn't matter, man. Anytime you want to hit me up, you definitely can do that again on Twitter at your boy Q254. And since it's Wednesday's edition, usually that's a crossover edition, but the Raiders have a bye this week. So there is no crossover edition. The Raiders don't have an opponent, so I can't break it down and talk to them about that. But what I'm going to do is play John Gruden's press conference from Tuesday. Had a lot of good stuff in it. It's like 16 minutes long, and I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to play a large chunk of it because, like I said, had a lot of good stuff on it. Uh, Had a a release. Yeah, there's a Raider that uh, is a veteran that is released. I'll just give you the I'll just sk- spare you the 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 suspense. Derek Johnson, if you haven't already heard, uh, inside linebacker Derek Johnson who used to be a longtime chief, he has been cut by the Raiders. Also, Marshawn Lynch, another note that I got from the press conference, has a groin injury that the Raiders are really really concerned about. You'll hear that from Gruden coming up in the press conference later in this segment. But uh, I think it's important for everybody to hear what he had to say. It was probably one of the better press conferences in my opinion. That I've heard from John Gruden since uh, the season has started. So I think it's just important for you to hear a lot of that. So courtesy of Raiders.com, you're going to hear from John Gruden, his press conference from Tuesday. That's going to be in the remainder of segment number one. Segment number two and segment number three are going to do some things. Uh, it's a little bit different than what I've already done, but I'm going to play some calls that are addressing the con- the trade conversation that we've been having. And uh, earlier in the week on Monday, I was talking about trades and who should be traded and is it a fire sale? You know, and uh, had a lot of good conversation about it on Tuesday. Had a lot of good feedback on Tuesday on, on the podcast, but going to continue that. And I told you I was going to continue that. And anytime you want to speak on it, you can at 707-654-4693. But had a lot of good feedback. So I want to keep that subject going. And again, the Raiders don't have an opponent this week. So really, it's a free for all, y'all. We can do whatever we want to do on the Lockdown Raider podcast. We're just going to have a free for all. We don't have uh, any kind of opponent that we need to talk about because the Raiders don't have an opponent that they're going to be playing this week. So again, this is one of those weeks where we just get it out, man. You know, we speak. Some some folks have hit me up on Twitter and said, Q, this is like a therapy session. Let it be that. If that's going to make you feel a little bit better, 
Let's do it then, damn it. You know, that's what I'm here for. It makes me feel better just to get it off my chest sometimes. And I'm sure, Raider Nation, it makes you feel uh, good, a little uh, a little bit better than you're feeling right now. So, uh, yeah, shout out to everyone who participates. Shout out to everyone who hits me up on Twitter. Shout out to everyone who has called the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line and shared their thoughts. And, again, you're going to hear some good, good calls in today's episode. And, again, we're talking about the trades. Who could possibly be traded? A lot of conversation, a lot of speculation. Amari Cooper, can he be gone? Carl Joseph, can he be gone? Dark short, a, a, dark, a dark horse in this conversation. Could Garyon Conley be gone? I mean, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of folks that, you know, could possibly be traded. You know, if you weren't a John Gruden guy, you could be on the trade block. You know, there's even been long, 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 long conversation deep about maybe even Derek Carr, which I think is insane, but still. You know, the conversation's been there. So this is a good conversation that we've been having. So in segment number two and segment number three, you're going to hear some calls, Raider Nation's thoughts on different trades and trades possibilities and what people would be okay with and what people would not be okay with. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. And I'm telling you right now, in segment number two, I'm going to let it be known. Nico in North Jersey, that's the only call you're going to hear in segment number two. Nico from North Jersey, Great call. Absolutely great call. It's probably about six minutes long, but it doesn't even matter because it's a lot of great stuff and you can hear the passion in his voice. And I'm telling you, those are the kind of guys that I gravitate to. Those are the kind of guys and, uh, you know, that's the kind of fans that I really, really enjoy talking to because I know that it means so much to them. And, and look, Raider Nation, we have a lot of, of passionate fans. I mean, that's what makes us Raider Nation. That's who we are. And over the time that I've been doing this podcast, I've, I've come across a lot of passionate fans, and I love to hear the passion in your voice. And I'm telling you, man, when I start hearing these calls and I just hear you putting it out there on the line, I'm like, damn, that's the way to go. So Nico in North Jersey, he's getting all of segment number two. I'm just going to lay it out there right now, and it's a conversation that you don't want to miss. So you're going to hear that in segment number two. Then I got about three more calls in segment number three that you'll hear. But uh, definitely looking forward to uh, Nico in North Jersey's call in segment number two. So right now, courtesy of Raiders.com, going to play for you a huge, a large chunk of John Gruden's press conference from Tuesday. A lot of good stuff. It's one of the better press conferences I've heard from John Gruden since he's been back as the coach of the Raiders. So here it is, courtesy of Raiders.com. Real quick uh, update, uh, some of our injuries here in a second. I do have one roster announcement. We have um, released Derek Johnson, and uh, we have signed Jason Cabinda uh, from our practice squad. I'd like to, again, thank Derek Johnson. I talked to him last night. Obviously, it's a very tough decision for us. He, he did a great job coming in here and giving us some leadership. But um, we've made that roster change, and we certainly wish uh, Derek Johnson the best. Um, as far as injuries go, Frosty Rucker is improving. Uh, he has a neck strain. We hope to have him back for the Colt game. Uh, Coletio Assembly making improvements. Uh, we're optimistic, but we'll update you next week on his knee. Uh, Joseph uh, is improving. He was close. We were hoping he could play in London, but hopefully we have him ready to go after the bye. And uh, Seth Roberts, Amari Cooper are currently in the concussion protocol. We think they're making progress. We'll have to update you next week. Obviously, we're still concerned. Derek Carr is sore, uh, but we think he's going to be okay. And uh, John Feliciano with his ribs is very sore. I think uh, there's a chance we could get him back. And uh, Marshawn Lynch, we are concerned about, has a groin strain. So uh, there's a lengthy list of injuries, 
and uh, we'll use the buy accordingly to get some men well. But I'll answer any questions I can. Derek Johnson, you I hope for him. We got the main Is he not, not up to where did you, you know, why did it not work out with him? Well, he, he delivered some of the things that we wanted. Obviously, helping our young linebacking core, guys like Mark Kelly, Nick Morrow, uh, Jason Cabinda in particular. Um, Cabinda had generated a lot of interest from other teams. We didn't want to lose them. It was a tough decision. And um, we got to try to improve our run defense. We're going to give Cabinda a shot. How big a factor is Bolton Miller's knee been despite the past couple weeks? I think a little bit. You know, I think it's, it's been a little bit of a factor. You know, Brandon Parker missed all the preseason basically with an ankle sprain. He's just now getting healthy. So, you know, I don't think either one of those guys were 100% in London. It's credit to them for going. Um, hopefully the bye week is uh, is at the right time for them. Well, I left them with a, a pretty clear message. You know, I, I don't want to really, you know, get any further into it with, with anybody else. You know, we uh, – I'll say this, we're not tanking anything. You know, I hear the hatred out there, some of the rumors that we're tanking it to get a first-round pick or a higher pick. Um, you know, we're not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to tank it. Ain't nobody tanking it. And I don't know who wrote that or who said that or who thinks that, but that ain't the case here. You know, we're going to continue to work hard, continue to build our team. And um, that was that was part of the message. The way that the loss, the, the loss went down against Seattle, I mean, the, the first few games you can look at a few different plays that were a difference in the game, and you probably you could have pulled those out. This last one, not so much. The fact that it's more a, more of a physical defeat. Is there a way, a different way you approach a team after a loss like that as opposed to the losses earlier where there was just a play or two? Yeah, we'll try to do that. There's no question. They got the opening kickoff. They ran it seven straight plays to start the game. You know, they ran eight minutes off the clock basically and scored a touchdown. They set a tone in that game. You know, we tried to run the ball ourselves. You know, the rainy night. It was in London. We're going to run our best back with our three best runs. We made one yard and three carries. Uh, so the physical part of it has to improve, and it's going to improve. And we're going to do everything we can on the practice field to improve. But it helps when you have healthy bodies. It helps when you have healthy linemen, uh, certainly. And we'll try to get them healthy so we can do that. How limited were you guys in the passing game because of, because of the linemen? Well, I would say that you know it's it obvious that it affected you know, the ability to drop back and look around and throw the ball. Uh, we got to block better than that. We got to play better than that. And, uh, you know, that, that certainly had an impact, no doubt. When you look at um, Colton Miller's last two games, the sack totals are, seem high, but how much do you have to incorporate the fact that he's playing at far less than 100%? I think, I think there's, a, there's some of that. You know, again, I'm, you know, I'm not reading the exact statistics, who's at fault for what sack. We've studied the tape. Um, he was victimized by a hell of a rusher. That guy's a great player. We tried to send help when help was needed, and uh, Clark's a great player. Hopefully the Pro Bowl voters notice that, too. Um, but his, uh, his, uh, his knee, I don't think, is 100%, and I think the bye week is at a good time for him. And I'll reiterate, he's going to be a great player, and uh, we're happy to have him. Are you happy with the effort across the board? Yeah, I am. I'm very happy with the effort. I have no problems with the effort. Very happy. Injury similar to, to KO's. Is that um, a case where maybe um, he shouldn't be playing, or maybe KO should be playing, or other injuries that that's similar to those two guys? Or? We're, we're doing the right thing. You know, we're doing the right thing, holding KO and playing Miller. But they're both, you know, fighting through, uh, you know, some some difficulties like a lot of guys do in this league. 
hopefully we get KO back soon. That'll help our left tackle play better. He's missed the last two games, and just so happens that our left tackle has has struggled a little bit. When you're switching stunts and you're working combination blocks, it helps when you're working with one of the the premier guards in all of football. Uh, I don't think you need to be a football scholar to, to know that you know there are a lot of things that go into the last two outings. You said a couple weeks ago you regret Derek throwing the interception in the end zone, but you don't regret the play call. Are there any decisions you regret in your nine months here, or do you just sure I regret maybe? some? I mean, I'm I got a list of I got a list of things I regret. You know, I got a list of things. I'm sure you do too. Uh, unless you're perfect, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't think any of us are perfect. We're trying. We're working hard. Um, I'm not going to never throw the ball in first and goal again. You know, all, all my friends in the league do it. Um, I don't really think it's living dangerously either, but when it's intercepted and it's ugly like it was, it's going to be magnified. And you just got to continue to go with your gut feeling, go with your preparation, be true to your, your gut. And um, that's what I'm going to continue to do. There, there are going to be some mistakes, and I'll take responsibility for all of them. How much time during the bye week do you personally spend just diagnosing what's gone into the one and five start? And I guess as you say right now, is there anything that you would point to that you feel like is at the top of the list of things that need to be sure of? Well, we're diagnosing everything, not only the plays we've called, the players we've used, the situations that we have had. We're still looking at the roster. You know, we're looking around the league to find means to get better. Reggie and I had a long meeting yesterday. I know that's a shock to some people. They they don't think we have any meetings. I'm I'm, uh, I'm telling you, we're working hard to solidify uh, this roster every day and improve ourselves and get the right people on the field. Those are decisions that we're, we're looking at. We're going to continue to try to develop our young players, and um, we're going to stay on the gas pedal and go as hard as we can. more roster changes during the bye? There's going to continue to be roster changes, certainly, uh, on every team in the league. You know, that's just the way the league is. And players get hurt. Uh, we'll see what the medical report is when we return from the bye, and um, we'll go from there. But hopefully Osemele, hopefully Joseph, hopefully Rucker, you know, hopefully Feliciano and some of the others I mentioned uh, are ready to go full tilt because we need them. One player who seemed to be frustrated with uh, his playing time in, in London was Rashawn Melvin. Um, I know that uh, quarterback position has been rotation, but do you feel is that something where you need to talk to him? I mean, have you talked to him about the roles there? And do you have I haven't talked to him yet. No, I'm sure I will. I'm, I know Paul Gunther did. Um, uh, I heard there was a Twitter report out there. Um, you know, Melvin's on his seventh team, I think. He's had different techniques. Maybe he's confused. I don't know. I'll talk to him. But he's got to play better. He's in a competitive situation. Perhaps he's frustrated. Um, and I can't blame him. What you think of, of, of Morley's play against uh, There's a few plays that, that he gave up, but his, t- his coverage was really tight. So at the same yeah. time, how do you assess the weight? We really like Morley. We really like him. We feel like he's working himself really into a good rhythm. You know, two of the passes that were caught down the field were spectacular throws and catches can't really fault the coverage you know you'd like to see him pry the ball out of there and hopefully he'll do that the next time but you know sometimes you got to tip your hat to the other guy you know they got players too Wilson made uh, four or five great throws and uh, his receivers made plays but uh, we like what Worley's doing not only in coverage uh, but he's a good tackler he's a reliable player and uh, he's doing well for us at right corner we got to get Conley back hopefully after the bye he's another guy a young guy that we want to see more of I think you're going to see Nick Nelson soon, uh, our fourth-round pick. 
So it's going to be even more competitive uh, for snaps at the cornerback position. Would you anticipate Nick Nelson competing more with Leon in the slot? or? I think that's a, that's a great position for Nelson. I think he's got the traits to be a really good nickel. And I think Leon Hall is one of the premier nickels in the last 10 or 11 years in football. So he's had a great guy to watch. There will be some snaps for Hall inside. I think you'll see him step up and play a little bit at left corner as well because he's got some range, he's got some versatility, and he's 100% healthy now, ready to go. How do you see the morale in the locker room now? And, and is that a concern or is that something that we tend to put too much? No, I think, I think Melvin has, you know, uh, is no different than a lot of guys. You know, when you three-putt a green, don't you throw the ball in the, into the trap sometime? I mean, when you, you know, you lose a fish on the hook, don't you get ticked off? I mean, you know, you handle adversity in, in, in some, sometimes in an emotional way. But Melvin's a good kid. He's a good kid. You know, he's given us some good snaps. He's just in a competitive situation, and, you know, we're trying to help him improve. And, uh, you, know, you know, that's all I can say. I like the morale on our team. They were in there lifting weights this morning, and we've got a good, we've got a good nucleus of people here. And I'll just let the Raider fans know out there, we're not very good in the one-loss column, and I don't know how it's going to go for the next 10 weeks, but we're working hard. We've got a good group of guys. They're going to be fun to watch. I mean, the young defensive linemen that you've had, where where have you seen growth? Have you seen some productive elements from where they started to where they are now heading into the bye week? Well, it's hard on them. You know, it's hard on them. These are three rookie players. I don't know if there's three uh, rookie D linemen or two rookie tackles playing this much on any other of the teams, but, you know, physically it's a challenge. They're going up against full-grown men that are in their fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth years. Uh, they're in the trenches, and they're seeing schemes and combination blocks that are that are difficult to deal with. But I thought Hurst did a heck of a job recognizing the traps. I thought he got off blocks. I saw Key get his first sack. Uh, P.J. Hall is finally, I think, flying around like he did in training camp. Uh, so I think they're going to continue to get better. I know they got to prove that. Um, but uh, I'm excited about the, 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 the rookie class. I've been accused my whole life of hating rookies and like old players, and now I'm playing 10 rookies. So what do you say to that? America. <laughs> Derek's from when you got him, and what what areas the next steps for him? Well, Derek and I had a long meeting already this morning, and um, look, the results, you know, they need to improve. I, I know that, but uh, he's 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 the strength of this football team, and we're going to get him to play better. It goes on. He's on my watch. I said it when I got here. If he doesn't play well, I failed. This guy's a good player that can be great. And uh, we got to protect him better so we can really see what he can do. We got to protect him better, obviously. And um, if we do that, I think uh, he'll showcase some of the things you saw earlier in the year. 29 for 32 at Denver, threw for 450 yards, come back to beat Cleveland. Uh, there's a lot to work with there. I'm excited about it. You mentioned uh, the first two running plays that you scored without success in that game. I wonder any of that on Marshawn or the whole just went there? No, we, we didn't block him well enough. We missed the block on the back side. We missed the block on the play side. Uh, look, Lynch has is, Lynch is run well for us. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, when you when you play football, ten guys do the right thing. But one guy misses a misses a block, one guy's laid off the ball, one guy gets knocked backwards. Um, sometimes what could have been a good play turns into a one yard gain or a or a loss of one. But um, 
We're going to continue to keep working and we'll update you on the medical part of our, our team next week. Uh, clarify, back to Lynch's injury, is this something that, you, that you're hearing could be like longer term? No, I just said he's got a groin that, that we're concerned about. He, um, you know, he's going to be evaluated further. I don't want to uh, say anything other than any time a man like this is, is sore, I'm concerned. So we'll get him checked out, get it to you as soon as possible. All right? Okay, guys, have a good one. All right, so there it was right there. Large chunk of John Gruden's press conference from Tuesday. A lot of good stuff right there. Usually I give you like nuggets and news and notes and a little housekeeping that I, I, I like to keep up on, but I figured if I just played a lot of his press conference, he was going to do that for me so I didn't have to do that. So uh, lots of stuff to digest right there, and I'm sure that you know if you haven't heard that already, now you've heard it, it's in your ear, and you know what's going on, and you know how to move forward accordingly. So uh, coming up in segment number two, you're going to hear from my man Nico in North Jersey. Really, really good call. I'll speak on it, but but, man, I'm just going to let him really do most of the talking because, damn it, it's a real good call. That's coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about MyBookie, MyBookie.com. Again, I've told you about it many, 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 many times, how you want to get your gamble on, how you can get your gamble on, and you can make a lot of money. And the way you do it is with MyBookie. They've been around for a long time, so, you know, they're not no a fly-by-night type place. You know, they're not a popsicle stand that's up one day and gone the next day. No, MyBookie.com has been around for a long time, and they're trying to help you make a lot of money. So what you want to do, what you need to do, is open an account if you don't already have one. And that's what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for folks to open up an account, not tomorrow, not the next day, but right now. So if you're going to do that, make it happen right now and go to MyBookie.com, save deposit, I don't know, $100. You use the, the code, the promo code locked on. they're going to match your $100 just like that. If you do it after... After 7 p.m. Eastern time, because, see, they have a lot of folks opening up deposits. They have a lot of folks playing. They have a ton of folks going to them. So a lot of times it gets really busy and really backed up. So if you do it after 7 p.m. Eastern time, use the promo code LOCKEDON25. And if you put 100 in, they're going to put 125 in. That's already, you're already up. You're already winning. Now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm soft when it comes to gambling. If I was up already like that and winning, I put 100 in, they put 125, I cash out. <laughs> that's just, that's how, that's my casino, that's my casino tactics. <laughs> and I know I'm soft for that, but that's what I do. I ain't going to lie to you. But you can roll the dice. You can roll the, roll the dice really, really, really well with my bookie, and you can make a lot of money. So do that. Use the promo code Locked On if you're just trying to get them to match your money dollar for dollar. And if you want to get an extra 25, use Locked On 25, but do it after 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, coming up, segment number two, Nico and North Jersey, you'll hear from them. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day every day. Welcome back Raider Nation to the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q. You know you can always get at me at your boy Q254. Another way to get at me is on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. Been having a good conversation the past couple days about trades. Who could possibly be a trade partner? Who could possibly be traded? Amari Cooper, Carl Joseph, Garyon Conley. Uh, No more Derek Johnson because he got cut on Tuesday. And also 
you know, maybe even Derek Carr. You know, if, if all of a sudden John Gruden got a wild hair up his behind, maybe even Derek Carr. But uh, want to hear your thoughts. Been talking about it for a couple days. Like I mentioned, 707-654-4693. Here's a call that I thought was amazing. I thought it was awesome. A lot of passion in it. Very excited about it. It's a lengthy call, but it's a really, really good call. My man Nico in North Jersey. Check this out. Yo, Q, it's your boy Nico from North Jersey. Uh, I had to call in this week, man. Uh, the only thing I want to say about the game, since nobody wants to talk about it, the only thing I really pointed out, other than the, the team, it just really just doesn't look good right now. What's the common denominator between this week and last week? No Kalechi Osemele. Okay? You can say all you want about the guy. He is he must be like the glue that holds this offensive line together. Him, him, Hudson, and Gabe in the middle together must do wonders for the rest of the line. Both weeks without him, they've looked like an absolute train wreck. So that's the thing I'm going to point out right now, other than that they look like they don't want to win. The only thing I'm going to point out, Osemele must be a bigger cog to this line than we're giving him credit for. Now, let's talk about this trading stuff, okay? I truthfully believe, I'm like 100% honest with you, I believe Amari Cooper will not be traded. I don't think Gruden is going to mess with his offense. He'll get anybody away from the team on defense. He does not want to mess with his offense. If he truly believes Cooper can help his offense long term, okay, and I really do think Carr's the answer. You know my stance on Carr. If he thinks Cooper can be viable in this league, can be a good receiver, a threat, then he's going to keep him. I don't care what he's going to get for him. He's going to keep him. He's not going to ruin his offense. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, to be honest with you, the only non-rookie in my mind that should be untouchable is Gary Conley. Okay, is Damian Conley. He should be untouchable. He has not been given a chance. It is not fair when he's out there playing press man. His PFF grades don't, don't lie. He's one of the best. He should be untouchable. Anyone else that's in his second year or longer, and I'm telling you right now, whatever group the group is going to get for him, they're going to get. Okay, let's talk about Reggie McKenzie. You asked us a couple days ago. I think he's unbelievable with contracts. Unbelievable with contracts. And that's it, though. Unbelievable with contracts, not too much else. That 2014 draft class seems to be an anomaly. Seems to be an anomaly. People are going to say, oh, yeah, they fell in their laps. What about the other teams? What about the other teams that passed on them? So that's the one draft that we all know he did phenomenal in. But other than that, his, his claim to fame has been these contracts. And, and for that reason, I think they should find some role for him with the contracts. I just don't see it. But, yeah, I had to call say all that stuff. I think Cooper and Conley should not be moved. They are young, and they could be effective. I'm telling you right now, they should not be moved. If they're moved, listen, it's, it's not going to be good because I really believe they can be a big piece to this team moving forward. And, yeah, I, sadly, I really do think that it's a, a punted season, even, uh, you know, a rebuild for next year, too. I think he's trying to load up for 2020 when they open the stadium in Vegas. I cannot see him going in to that year without his system rolling. I, I don't. I can't see it. For that reason, Carr is untouchable because he's not going to want to teach a new quarterback his system. It's already hard enough for Carr, and Carr's a smart guy. I don't care what anybody says. Okay? Give him another year. Give Cooper another year. Give this offense another year in the system. Okay? You're going to see what can happen. They get the right people in there. They have a, sh a crap load of cap room to get whoever they want, 
which in my mind should be some linemen, maybe another weapon or two on offense, and then stock the defense. Okay, stock the defense with playmakers. You got plenty of money. There's no excuses. Okay, and the last thing I'm going to say for a rebuild, you tell me, you tell me how bad the Rams were two years ago, three years ago. They get McVay in one year. They're like a, a 360 turnaround. Why can't that happen with the Raiders? Don't tell me the Rams had all their players playing to the potential. No. McVay got in. He did some things. He, he, he totally changed that team around. Maybe Gruden is just taking a little bit longer to do so, but don't say it's impossible. I'm an optimistic person, and I truly believe that there is the writing on the wall that can happen. Yes, maybe these few games, this first half of the season, this first season, is kind of a let's get Chubba back on the saddle for Gruden. He's been out of the game a little bit. But don't tell me he does not have the potential to do something big. And I'm telling you, a lot of you guys are saying that's going to take so long to happen. Why can't it happen in the next two years when they go to Vegas, they come into that new stadium rocking? Why can't that happen? Why? Answer that question. And I'll call back, and we'll get into a nice conversation. But I truly believe it can happen, okay? I truly believe it can happen, and just give this offense another year. The defense, yes, it needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of players. These rookies are only going to get better. These three rookies, they're only going to get better. Get them another pass rusher, whether it's in the draft with Bosa or if it's in free agency. There's people around. you got money to do it. Get a lockdown corner. Get some safeties. We have plenty I'm telling you, dude, I, I hate to hear all these people ripping on the team, but it's what they want to do right now because we're not doing so well. But I truly believe we can get it turned around quickly. We can, okay? So that's all I got to say right now. Be with you. All right, so first I like how Nico said, you know, the only thoughts on the game, no Colegio Semele. And he feels like that might be the reason why the O-line has been a train wreck. And look, in, in segment number one, you heard John Gruden talk about Kelechi Semele wasn't there. And that was one reason why Colton Miller struggled. I mean, look, Kelechi Semele is a big part of that offensive line. I don't think he fits in the, the scheme that they're running, that zone blocking scheme. I think he's more of a power blocker. And I hate when the Raiders start running that, that zone scheme. I hate it. And I didn't like it when Tom Cable got rehired because I realized that that's exactly what he's going to do. But either way... Kelechio Semele is a pro's pro, and he's going to go out there and bust his tail. And so when he's missing, yeah, that's going to be major. Nobody thought, and I know I didn't think that John Feliciano was going to be able to replace him, and then he gets knocked out immediately too. So, yeah, I think Kelechio Semele is a major piece. But ultimately, I still just hate the fact that the Raiders are running that zone-blocking scheme. I never do like that every single time. If it was Greg Knapp, if it was Tom Cable, if it was, well, Tom Cable the first time, if it was Tony Sperano, I mean, Mike Tice, he did it a little bit with Todd Downing last season. I mean, it's just... Every single coach that thought he was smarter than the next man tried to come in and run that zone blocking scheme. It never, never worked. So, uh, Nico, good thoughts right there. And uh, also, then getting into what we've been really been talking about, the trading stuff. The trades, the trades, the trades. In his mind, in Nico's mind, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper will not be traded. Doesn't think Gruden's going to try to mess up his offense. Thinks Amari Cooper could still be a key part of that offense and doesn't think that John Gruden wants to mess up that offense. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I've been against trading Amari Cooper as well, even though I know his salary in 2019 is just under $14 million. But again, 
He's a part of the offense. That's John Gruden's bread and butter. I don't think that John Gruden wants to tear his offense down. Nico brings up a good, good point with that. Now, the only thing that I can see that would make Cooper uh, a guy that may be traded is because of his salary. That's it. But look, Jack, at some point, if you have a good player, you're going to have to pay him. I don't care who it is. I don't care what side of the ball he plays. If you have a really good player, you're going to have to pay him eventually. You're going to have to pay the piper. You know what I'm saying? So if Amari Cooper is that guy, you're going to have to pay him. If you think that he is the guy, and just like Nico said, if Gruden feels that Coop can be that receiver and really uh, mesh with Derek Carr really well, then he doesn't see him going anywhere and doesn't think he's going to go anywhere and basically put it out there. He's not going to be touched. He's part of Gruden's offense. So I, I thought that that was a hell of a point right there by my man Nico. And also, he flipped it over to the defensive side, and he said Gary Ann Conley should be the only untouchable guy on that defense. Everyone else, if they're in their second year or they're older than that, hell, you could be moved. Get on. Peace. Kick rocks. Bye, Felicia. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's a good point. Garyon Conley, again, has only played in eight games, Raider Nation. Eight. Why would you want to move on from him already? And, again, he's a dark horse to be moved on from. I don't think that he's going to get traded anyway, but his name kind of got thrown into the cluster. You know, and really, I don't think Amari Cooper is going to get traded either. I think the only guy that really could potentially be traded, again, Nico thought, no big deal, Carl Joseph. I think everyone in the Raider Nation kind of realized Carl Joseph is a guy that, yeah, he could, he, he'll be traded or he could be traded. And again, it's not a big deal. But Garyon Conley, I think that'd be silly. Amari Cooper, I really think that'd be silly because, again, like Nico said, that's part of John Gruden's office. Don't think he wants to mess with that. And uh, I like how he touched on Reggie McKenzie because I did talk about Reggie on uh, Tuesday's episode. Thinks he was great with contracts, but not very hot when it comes to drafting players. He had one great year. I mean, he had one great year. You get Khalil Mack in the first. You get Derek Carr in the second. You get Gabe Jackson in the third. You get other players later on. I mean, yeah, that was a good year. That was a really good year. The only problem is Khalil Mack's gone. Gabe Jackson and Derek Carr are still there, but Latavius Murray's gone. I mean, there's other guys that are gone. You know what I mean? So a lot of the guys that I thought were good players that, that uh, Reggie McKenzie drafted that were really good are gone now. Not necessarily because of Reggie McKenzie. So that's kind of why in Tuesday's episode I said he wasn't as bad as a lot of people think. The fact is a lot of his players are just gone. I mean, that's just, that's just it. Look, obviously 2014 was great. There's not a lot of GMs that have great years and multiple great years. Usually they have like one run really, really good year that they can hang their hat on. They don't have multiple great years. They have good years. They have years where they grab a player or two that turns into be like a super stud. But Reggie McKenzie, he just, I mean, he struck gold in 2014. He really did. That was, that was a hell of a draft. But again, you know, most of those guys are gone now. So you can't really talk about it. I mean, look, Reggie McKenzie had Khalil Mack. He's in Chicago. Latavius Murray, he's in Minnesota. You know, Derek Carr, he's obviously still with the Raiders. Gabe Jackson's still with the Raiders. You know, and he, he had other players in that draft. But again, most of those cats are gone. So uh, I think he, he drafted a lot of players that, not a lot of players that were really, really good. I think he, he did draft some good talent, but again, most of them have been moved on from, and some of them were moved on from before this year got started, and that was mainly by Gruden. So uh, good thoughts right there on uh, Reggie McKenzie. Also, Nico continued on his call thinking that Gruden is loading up for 2020 so he can uh, open up Vegas in a, in a great way and cannot see Gruden going into Vegas without all his guns blazing, and that's why Carr is untouchable in his opinion. Carr and Cooper 
and this offense all need another year to be well-versed, to get on the same page. That's what Nico's talking. You can hear it in his voice, the passion. That's what he was selling. That's what he's saying. Don't give up on these guys. He hears all these calls on the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line that a lot of people are down in the dumps thinking everyone's got to go. Carr's got to go. Cooper's got to go. Gruden's got to go. Everyone's got to go. He says, don't give up on my guys. I love the passion in Nico's voice. I really, really did. It got me fired up. I'm telling you, I want to run through a brick wall right now for Nico myself just because he had all that passion, and he brought up the Rams. Look how quickly the Rams turned things around once Sean McVay got in-house. And now, look, it was quicker than what we've seen from John Gruden right now, but Sean McVay wasn't out the game for nine years. So basically, my man Nico's saying if Sean McVay could do it with the Rams and they were down for so long under Jeff Fisher, then why can't the Raiders do it? You know what I'm saying? Todd Gurley was selected. He was drafted before Jared Goff was. They got Todd Gurley, the running back. They got Jared Goff. They stunk. Everything was bad. Jared Goff was being called a a bust. And then Sean McVay comes in and turns things around quickly, and they look like the favorite to go to the Super Bowl this year. Haven't lost a game in 2018. If, If they could turn things around, why can't the Raiders? Maybe it's not this year. You heard Gruden in his press conference that, that I played in uh, segment number one. He wants to win. He said he wants to win right now. Even though we all believe in, in Raider Nation that it's a rebuild, he said whoever's reporting that it's a tank job uh, is wrong. I'm not saying it's a tank job. I just know it's a rebuild. I will say that. It's a rebuild. It might not be a tank job, but it's damn sure a rebuild. But, again, if, if Carr is the guy, you keep Cooper, Garyon Conley comes around to be the dude, uh, Daryl Worley, obviously he's very high on him. If those guys could be some lockdown corners, Nick Nelson, if he can come around to be the dude, you got some pieces. Defensive line, you know, Mo Hurst, Arden Key, uh, P.J. Hall. If those guys could turn out to be some players, you keep your offensive line intact and, and bring in some, some, some more guys in 2019, you might have some. You might have a little something-something. Clearly, you're going to have to uh, upgrade the running back position. I don't think Marshawn Lynch got too much more left in the tank. I think this is his final year. You got Chris Warren on IR. Obviously, he'll come back, but, you know, you might need a little something-something else to go with him. We'll see. But, Nico, I had to dedicate that whole segment to you because I thought that was a hell of a call, and you deserved that. So shout out to my man Nico in North Jersey with his call. It's damn near six minutes long, but I just had to, I just had to let him ride, man, because it was a hell of a call. So, Nico, thank you very much for that. Coming up in segment number three, we're going to continue this conversation about trades, and we'll hear from a couple other cats. That'll be coming up in segment number three on the Locked On Raider podcast. Before I get into that, though, i got to tell you about Vivid Seats. That's right. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to, and I mean all of them. You can sort by price, or you can look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. All you got to do is check out your app store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, capital letters, for $20 off orders of $200 or more dollars as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every single stinking purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. You download the app, you enter the promo code Locked On, all capitals, big, big letters, all one word, for $20 off orders of $200 or more dollars as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make that memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get your favorite live event. Get to your favorite live event. Don't get twisted, all right? Make it happen. Segment number three is coming up next, Locked On Raiders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number three of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q, at your boy Q254. And you know how to hit the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, right? 707-654-4693. It doesn't have a personal message. It's just automated. So, yeah, just leave that message and we'll make it happen. So, uh, you want to get your thoughts in. We've been talking about trades, potential trade partners, potential trade victims, players on the team that may be on the roster right now and may not be on the roster by the time the Raiders come off their bye week and play October 3rd. Is the trade deadline got a lot of good stuff going on right now? Nico in North Jersey had an awesome call in segment number two. Want to shout him out one more time, but I uh, want to keep this going as well and show some more love. Logan in Pennsylvania, he's on the Locked On Raider podcast. Hey, Q, it's your boy Logan from Pennsylvania again. Uh, I just wanted to touch base on some of these uh, trade rumors. I don't really want to get into the football season anymore because, like you said, at this point, we already know it is what it is. Uh, I think the only thing we can really take away from the games, not even looking at the score, just go by snap counts and see who's playing, how many snaps. And that's really going to be telling, I think, as far as who's going to be on this team next year. I think we had, like, 30 new players this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have 30 new players again next year. Uh, As far as the Amari Cooper trade, I would be really disappointed uh, I think that they're just shopping it out there. If we can get a first-round draft pick for them, I think that they're probably going to take it. And I wouldn't put it past somebody. I mean, Sammy Watkins was traded for a first-round draft pick. and In my opinion, he's not any better or even close to the talent that Amari Cooper is. Uh, we see Brandon Cook traded for a first-round pick. Brandon Cook's probably a little bit better than Amari Cooper. Uh, Carl Joseph, I can care less. Uh, the one that's really bothering me is the Derek Carr. And I hear a lot of callers on here bashing on Derek Carr. Uh, I am not one of those. I like Derek Carr. I don't think it's his fault at all. I think he's played well and he's proven that he's a good quarterback. Uh, I think really what's going on is inconsistent line play. We've already seen that he can't play where our offensive line's bad. The year that we had a, probably the best offensive line in the NFL, he was ready to be the MVP. So we can get our offensive line back in play. Uh, get some more consistency out of our skill position. I think that Derek Carr's would be fine. I think another glaring issue is that our defense is so bad He is that Derek Carr's pressing. I think that he thinks he has to score, you know, 28 to 30 points a game or we have no chance to win. And he's not – he's already said he's not down with the rebuild. He's trying to win. I mean, John Gruden might be trying to rebuild. Derek Carr is not. So – He's seen these players pretty much that we have right now go ahead and win us a title or get close to winning us, uh, getting us in the playoffs and winning the AFC West title. So that's my take. I would probably be more upset if we traded uh, traded Derek Carr than I was when we traded Khalil Mack. I think that, you know, Khalil Mack's probably a better player, but a defensive end is easier to replace than a quarterback. Just because you pick a quarterback even first overall, we've already seen that's about a 50-50% chance. So, and if we were, if we get rid of Derek Carr, I'm just like, what are we even doing? So, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, keep up the good work. We'll ride through this season together, man. See ya. 
All right, so Logan's talking about snap counts from the past few weeks and moving forward. You're going to know exactly who's going to be around in 2019 because the folks that won't be are going to get minimal snap counts. And, and yeah, that's real. That's real. I mean, you saw what happened to Derek Johnson. He got he got cut on Tuesday, and he was really he was really down on his snap counts. He was down to you know 15, 16. To 22% of the snaps. I mean, he wasn't getting hardly anything. So you kind of knew that the writing was on the wall with him and also uh, realized that he asked for his uh, release as well because he knew the writing was on the wall and, you know, he wasn't really a part of the team anymore. So, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll start to see guys weeded out. As soon as I saw Derek Johnson got, uh, got cut, I, I tweeted out, and the purge begins. So, yeah, Logan, you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, as far as Mari Cooper, he's okay with it if the Raiders can get a first-rounder. And, see, I just don't know. First of all, there's going to be a team out there that would give up a first-rounder, but he does talk about Sammy Watkins and how he got traded from Buffalo to the Rams, and uh, they gave up, I believe, a first-rounder. I'm not positive about that. And then uh, they didn't even hold on to him very long. He ended up leaving free agent-wise and going to Kansas City. But, I mean, I guess if a team is desperate and thinks that Amari Cooper could put them over the edge, they're just like one really good wide receiver away from being uh, you know, a, a Super Bowl contender, then maybe they would do it. Maybe they would give up a first-rounder. I just don't see Coop. Uh, getting a first rounder only because the inconsistencies that he's had. That that's it, and and not to mention getting knocked out and see in in London by Seattle didn't didn't really help either. So uh, I just don't know if he's going to get a first rounder, a second rounder. I I could see more realistic, but honestly, a hundred percent honest, like realistic, realistic. I see that someone would probably say, "Hey, we'll give you a third for him." And I don't know if you want to give up a third or get a third round pick in return for Amari Cooper, who really has put up some really good numbers. I told you what they were in in. Uh, in in podcast number, and, and I told you what they were in uh, Tuesday's episode of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. I, I broke down all the numbers to you. I think Amari Cooper is worth more than a third round draft pick, but I don't think teams out there are willing to give up more than a third round draft pick. So I don't think he'll get a first, but I know that's what the Raiders have floated out that they'll take for him. Uh, Carl Joseph, again, another guy that Carl Joseph, he don't care about. Uh, you know, you can go ahead and, and, and move on from him and he'd be fine. And he really doesn't want to hear. He doesn't want to hear that name Derek Carr floated out there. That would be all bad. Uh, he thinks Derek Carr is going to be fine. He's the guy. As far as trades go, you know, he'd be more upset if the Raiders actually traded Carr than he was when the Raiders traded Mac. So he's one of the few that actually feel that way because as the season's gone along, a lot of Raider fans have been ready to move on from Carr and pissed off that they paid him and they never paid Mac and now he's in Chicago. But uh, Derek Carr, he does not want him to move on. They don't want him. He doesn't want them to move on from him. I totally understand that. Again, I think he's going to be fine as well, but he's going to have to have some more time in this offense. Uh, Cooper, if he can get a first rounder, he's okay. Carl Joseph, whatever. He's not tripping. So, uh, good stuff. Logan, Pennsylvania, definitely appreciate that. Now, let's keep it rolling. Got my guy, my dude, my ace boom coon, Vader Raider in the 303. What's up, Q? It's your boy, Vader Raider, out in the 303. So, good podcast today, buddy. Um, you hit on all the points, and really, what is there to talk about? We stink like burger cheese. <laughs> anyway, so, like you uh, recommended, you know, to the nation, you know, who should be traded. Well, I'll tell you what, my, no- my first nomination would be Bruce Irvin. Because if you want to go make babies with your wife, go ahead and go make babies with your wife. We want people that actually play for the team. Since, you know, Agent 52 left and you checked out, I prefer you just weren't on the team anyway. So that's him. Secondly, um, you know, I really think that Reggie Nelson should be released or traded. I mean, you obviously can't trade him because, you know, you're not going to get anything for him. So I guess we're stuck with him until the end of the year when his contract expires and he leaves. But that's another candidate. 
Finally, the candidate I don't want to be traded, that's Derek Carr. Now, I got to tell you, after seeing some of the video and, you know, video of him crying and, and all this other stuff, and John, John Gruden, you know, basically saying, hey, he's too aggressive and we need to calm him down, I've come to the conclusion, Q, that huh, this is, you know, we've had, this is the PTSD version of Derek Carr. We had three years of really good quarterback play, and now we have PTSD Derek Carr. For some reason, he doesn't want to throw the football under duress. Now, I won't blame him for a lot of the line mistakes, obviously, but I think Raider Nation is pretty keen, and, and I mean, it's one thing that we are. In addition to being the best fan base in football, we're also the smartest. And we kind of, we know what we see. So, there's that. Um, Q, your, your podcast is great. You know, I think the only way I'd get through this season is, you know, well, it's not even a season, it's a rebuild or a reboot. I, it's not even that. It's, you know, it's a fire sale. Anyway, glad we don't have a game this weekend because, you know, then I'd have to endure that. But, uh, anyway... Keep doing your thing, Q. Vader Raider, out. Now, Vader Raider, I'm right with you, dog. Bruce Irvin, that would be my first choice as well, but I'm kind of with you. I don't think that too many teams are going to give up anything that actually means anything for him, except for I will hold out and say possibly Seattle. And that's only because the only reason I'm saying that is because when I was doing the crossover edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast for last week, when preparing for the Raiders playing Seattle in London, the, the host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast was saying, he would love to see Bruce Irvin come back. Ken Norton Jr. is there. They think that they can make a, uh, a playoff run. They know that he's a number two and not a number one, but he would be a good complement to what they have going on. So uh, I, I, if, if Seattle would be willing to do that, I'd be all good with that. Even if they got like a third, no, they're not going to get a third, maybe a fourth or a fifth round pick, I'd be actually fine with that. And I know that sounds stupid, but he's not doing a whole lot. He's got a, uh, one more year left on his contract. I would not mind seeing the Raiders move on from him, get an extra fourth-round draft pick. Hell, they got Mo Hurst in the fifth round. So think about that. I know fourth round sounds stupid, or even fifth round. Mo Hurst was a fifth-round draft pick. Just saying. Richard Sermon, he was a fifth-round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys that came out of the fifth round that were actually really stinking good. So uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because they're in the fifth round, they're not going to be a good player. So they might be able to find a guy, and if they can move on from Bruce Irvin, I'd be fine with that. I don't care nothing about him saying that uh, you know he wants to go home and make some babies with his wife. That's what he's supposed to do. I, I ain't mad at that, but it just I know that it was kind of it was kind of kicking the in the in the nuts to to Raider Nation when they heard that like immediately after the game after they just got their their uh you know their 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 teeth kicked in by the Seahawks. So I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, so it is what it is. He doesn't want Vader Raider in the 303 does not want to see Derek Carr traded. He's just like Logan in Pennsylvania, does not want to see him gone. Uh, he does feel like that, that Carr is damaged right now. He's not the Carr we saw in 2016, and Gruden has to find a way to fix him. And Gruden even said, said that in his press conference that you heard in segment number one. Got to find a way to get Derek Carr right. If he does not, then he has failed his job. And that's right. Getting Derek Carr to be right is his numero uno job. So uh, good stuff right there. Vader Raider and 303, always like to appreciate, always like to hear from you. And uh, we're going to round out tonight's episode with my man Monster Mash Ken in New York. Yo, Cube, this is Monster Mash Ken out in New York. We another tough, 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 horrible loss. Uh, I don't even think we, we showed up to that game. Uh, there's a thousand fingers pointed this way, that way, up, down, left, right. And no one's gonna know. The, the the truth of the the truth of the matter is that we just don't have any playmakers, and we just don't have uh, any heart or, or fire 
on on either side of the ball, and uh, it sucks. It sucks for the fans. We deserve better. Uh, it sucks for those fans in Oakland that are losing this team. It sucks for some of those players, like I said last week with Marshawn on his way out. And uh, you know, I'm not going to blame Carr. You know, maybe some of those plays, but he's trying to hold the ball, trying to make something happen. But uh, he just had nobody protecting him. That O line just got eaten alive. Pete Carroll did play. Uh, he called a good game. He he ran the ball down our throats that first drive. And knowing that we have an older defense, and these guys were gassed by the end of that, and uh, it kind of just showed. And we just couldn't capitalize on anything. Uh, I I don't know what's going to happen with these young with uh, uh, Carl Joseph and uh, Conley. Uh, Gruden's thing about letting them go too, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it's a fire sale. I'd be okay with that, you know, Cooper. Uh, I hope he's okay. But on the side note, uh, if Cooper's gone, we get something out of him. Uh, that, that I think that's okay. You know, we are. And it's not a reconstruct like you're saying. I, I believe that that's kind of what we thought it was. But I, I think it's a full-on rebuild, man. Like, how? I don't know. Like, we're rebuilding on top of the foundation of these good, young, uh, defensive players that, that, that are almost there. They just need a leader. And uh, then with Derek Carr on the other side of the ball and a few of the O-linemen, if they're healthy, I think that's where we start, from the, from the lines to the outside. And uh, it, it's a full-on rebuild. And it sucks because the fans have to sit there and go through another two or three years with that. And everybody's going to say, oh, Mac this, Mac that. You know what? We've got to stop, got to stop saying that. You know, he's done. He's, he moved on. Gruden made the choice. He made the wrong choice probably. Um, but you got to keep in mind he did offer him the money and he didn't take it. And that was that. And, uh, I don't even know if Mac being on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball could have helped us. Anyway, Q, uh, let's try to keep, uh, I don't even want to say keep it positive. I don't know what the words are, but let's enjoy the bye season. Hopefully, we get healthy. We make some good trades. Uh, I hope we get Bell. I think we need a, we need a playmaker. That's just me. And uh, anyway, catch you on the flip side, brother. Take care. Bye. So my man Monster Mash basically said no show on Sunday. That's all he really had to say about the the game. No show. No doubt about it. And uh, you know, feels bad for the fans. Feels bad for the players that are on their way out, like Marshawn Lynch. And you know, according to John Gruden, sounds like he has a pretty bad groin injury, and he might miss a lot of time. He might miss the rest of the season, for all we know. Uh, you know, again, no play, not enough playmakers on the team. Uh, it, it's it's kind of disheartening in that in that regard. You know, but unfortunately for guys like I said, like Marshawn Lynch and and other guys that they're trying to trying to see out the right way, they're they're not winning games, and that's unfortunate. Uh, Monster Mash has no idea what's going on with Carl Joseph or Conley. Uh, talking about Cooper may be traded. He's actually okay with that. Knows that it's an absolute rebuild, no reconstruct, and that's what I was calling it before, but I am absolutely wrong. It was not a reconstruct. It is a rebuild. I don't know when it got to a rebuild, though. I don't know at what point it became a rebuild. I don't think when John Gruden took the job, it was a rebuild from the gate. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not inside his mind. I'm not inside those meetings. Don't know anything that's going on, but I just feel like it was not a rebuild at first, but something somewhere along the line, the wires got crossed and it became a rebuild, and that really absolutely stinks. So uh, I, I did kind of like how he snuck in that little thought at the end, though. Thinks the Raiders need to make some trades and make some moves and go out and get Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell? What would Le'Veon Bell at his age, and I'm not saying he's old, I'm just saying at his age, he has a lot of wear and tear on his tires, he's going to want a big contract, but what would he look like in silver and black? And I don't mean just what he would look like in the mirror. I mean, what would he look like on the field in John Gruden's offense? Run? Check. Catch the ball out of the backfield? Check. Block? Check. We know he can do all that. 
Would he be a fit in John Gruden's offense? Is that something that John Gruden may want to explore? Making a move for Le'Veon Bell? Not that it's going to matter for this year, but he could have him for next year. Maybe he could sign him to a three-year deal. What do you think about that, Raider Nation? Le'Veon Bell, do you think? Because, look, Marshawn Lynch is not going to be the guy next year. I don't expect him to be on the Raiders next year. Would you mind moving on from Marshawn Lynch and ushering in Le'Veon Bell and have Chris Warren kind of kind of uh, um, compliment him? Marshawn out, Le'Veon Bell in, Chris Warren as his compliment back. And then you have Jalen Richard to do exactly what he's doing this year. Get a few carries here and there, but catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. Think about that. That's a great, that's a great little, little line that Monster Mash tried to slip in there. And not, I don't mean he was trying to be sneaky. I mean, he just threw it in there, and I caught it. Le'Veon Bell is a Raider. 707-654-4693. I want to end this podcast right now, but 707-654-4693. We're still keeping the trade theme alive, and you can still comment on anything. But do you think, moving forward, not in 2018, but do you think moving forward, Le'Veon Bell would be a good Raider and, a, and, and be a good asset in John Gruden's offense? I want to hear from you on the Lockdown Raiders podcast voicemail line. I also want to hear from you on Twitter at your boy Q254. And I'll share your thoughts on next episode of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until next time, just win, baby. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 